while you're standing, um, let's go to the word. My passage is in Isaiah chapter 26, verse 1 through 6. And the New King James Version is fine. I am nervous, and it definitely is what the prophet says. It is heavy up here. (laughs) Um, But God has something to say to us tonight. So Isaiah chapter 26, verse 1 through 6 says, In that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. God will appoint salvation for walls and bulwarks. Open the gates that the righteous nation which keeps the truth may enter in. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord is everlasting strength. For he brings down those who dwell on high. The lofty city, he lays it low. He lays it low to the ground. He brings it down to the dust. The foot shall tread it down, the feet of the poor, and the steps of the needy. So I'm going to focus on verse 1 through 4. And if I could have Pastor Hildebrand pray over the word. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we come before you, Lord, and we thank you for what is about to go forth through your maidservant tonight, Lord. Your word is already anointed, Lord. I pray that your anointing rests upon your maidservant tonight as she delivers your word. I bind every hindrance, every distraction in the house tonight, Lord, and I pray that she would have perfect liberty to deliver what you have laid upon her heart and her spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Y'all may be seated. Um, after Bishop let us know that we were speaking tonight, um, I actually woke up the very next morning with this scripture on my mind. Um, so I was thankful that the Lord was so clear. (laughs) I, uh, I, it's like I could, I woke up and I could hear myself saying it, um, repeating it in my mind. And I was, uh, woke up saying walls and bulwarks. (laughs) So, um, this is the second time something like this has happened. Um, when I was seeking something from the Lord, the first time was, I think in 2020 when, um, we were seeking, f- uh, the amount to give for the things, the first Thanksgiving offering, the very first one. And I woke up one morning and could actually see the number in my mind's eye, if that makes sense. I don't know how to explain it. Um, and I shared it with my husband and that's what he felt um, like we should give. So I'm thankful to the Lord that he spoke to me this time in a way that I knew was him. Um, so I actually, a couple years ago is when the Lord first arrested me here. Um, and I wrote the scripture down, kind of looked over it, studied a little, um, and tucked it away. And I wasn't sure what it was for. Um, and I hadn't thought about it in a while. And so when I woke up, um, like speaking the scripture, um, I looked at it again and studied it out and sought the Lord for confirmation. Um, and then on Sunday, Bishop, um, and I'm thankful for my bishop. This bishop confirmed um, what I felt from the Lord and gave me peace about what I needed to speak tonight. <clears throat> so Isaiah 26, um, and I looked up some just some historical context here. The, the writer Isaiah, um, it was a prophet sent by God to the kings Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah of Judah. 
Um, the book of Isaiah contains a lot of prophecy about the judgment of Israel and Judah and its enemies. Um, but he also prophesies about God's promises to be Israel's deliver, deliverer and redeemer. And there are several prophecies about the Messiah, about John the Baptist. Um, and this passage in Isaiah 26 is right in the middle of all that. And Isaiah doesn't exactly say um, to what day he's referring um, but I do believe that the scripture can be applied to us today. So um, starting at verse 1, uh, in that day, this song will be sung in the land of Judah. We have a strong city. So I'm going to stop there um, and break down a couple words. So strong means strong. It means vehement or forceful. It means mighty and power. So we have a mighty city a strong city, and I believe that the Lord wants um, me to pull out that um, he's talking about our church here in, in tonight for this scripture. So we have a strong church. We have a strong and powerful church. Um, and city here breaks down to a place guarded by waking or watch. Um, so when it says that they in that day this song will be sung, um, in the land of Judah, they're rejoicing that they are a strong people with a strong city. Um, God is also saying that our church is strong and mighty in him. We have power in his spirit. We have a bishop, a staff, a Joshua team, intercessors, leaders, prayer warriors who watch and guard this city. This church, um, this city means a place guarded by waking, um, Waking is awake, right? So not asleep. And our church does not have watchmen that are asleep. And I am thankful. I am thankful that the people who guard this church, the leadership, my bishop, the intercessors, they are alert to the enemy. Um, so moving on, it says we have a strong city. God will appoint salvation. So appoint means here to place, to apply, to be stayed. And if something is stayed, it is fixed and not moving. Salvation here means something saved. It means deliverance and it means help. So God will appoint, place, apply, stay something saved. He will stay his salvation, his deliverance, and his help. So for and continue on, it says for walls and bulwarks. Walls means a wall of protection. A wall is safety, right? Bulwarks, um, when you look up that word, it tra uh, breaks down to army. Um, it breaks down to entrenchment or a trench. And if you know what a trench is, a trench is dug. Um, a, and then it also breaks down to rampart. Rampart is a barrier that is raised up and that in contrast to a trench that is dug. Um, all of these things, an army, a trench, a rampart, are all for protection. So this applies to our body. God's deliverance, God's help, God's protection is appointed, it is placed, it is applied, it is stayed, and it is not moving. And he has been, I believe, uh, and I, I know he's been using us to put up walls, this protection, around the first family around the nations in prayer. He's been using us to dig a trench, to put up a rampart for the pastors that are connected to us. We, he's been using us on Monday nights to call armies. 
um, for the nations. God is good that he's been leading the handmaiden. He's been leading our bishop. God provides us protection we need in prayer and submission to him and the man of God. So moving on to verse 2 of Isaiah 26, um, it says, Open the gates that the righteous nation, which keeps the truth, may enter in. You will keep him, go on verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So peace here is the word shalom, which I think I said that right. Um, shalom means safe, welfare, rest, and at peace. So you will keep him in perfect peace, in perfect rest, in perfect welfare, whose mind, which means frame or imagination, is stayed. Stayed means propped or lean on. Whose mind is stayed, propped, leaned on you. You is God. Because he trusts in you. Trust um, really stood out to me here. Trust means to high, H-I-E, for refuge. Um, I had to look that word up. I don't know what high means. Uh, I thought it said hide, and it was just a typo, but it's high, <laughs> H-I-E. High means to hasten and to go quickly. Um, so to quickly seek for refuge, um, to hasten for refuge. It also means to put my confidence in. So God is telling us to keep our mind on him, and he will bring peace, right? How do we do that? Bishop just spoke on Sunday um, that we pray. It's through the effectual, fervent prayers of the righteous, God brings peace. So when we pray and we keep our mind stayed on him, we're leaning on him, trusting in him, quickly seeking him for ref- safety and refuge, putting our confidence in him. He will keep us in perfect peace. It says keep means guard. Keep means to protect. And God is our protector. God is our peacekeeper and our way maker. And it, it truly isn't until you um, need a protector that you know he's a protector. It's not until you need peace that you know God is a peacekeeper. It's not until you don't have anything and you give anyway that you know he's a provider when he gives it back to you. Um, But we have to put our confidence in him and trust that he's guarding and protecting us. And he will honor his word and bring us peace in the midst of the storm. Um, But again, trust means to high for refuge to go quickly. So trust doesn't mean here, it doesn't mean to worry and fret over the situations that we face before we trust in him. He's saying go quickly and trust quickly. Um, so the analogy that I felt like the Lord gave me was um, if you see a storm ahead of you, you know how sometimes when storms are really bad, you can see the rain coming. And um, imagine you have this umbrella. You know that the rain is coming. You know it's going to rain on you. Do you wait when you feel the first drop to pull up your umbrella or to seek shelter? No, because you're going to get soaking wet. You quickly put your umbrella up. You quickly go search for refuge because you know if you don't, you're going to get soaking wet. Um, And I feel like the Lord was trying to show me that that we must trust quickly. Um, And then it's not always an easy thing because... um, this past year and, and before, when we found out I was pregnant for Ella, um, 
and I honor my children. <laughs> I love them. I found myself uh, struggling to trust the Lord in regards to her. Um, he had already healed her very early on in the pregnancy, but I found myself worrying at every appointment and fretting over every single lab number that they did and everything that seemed close to abnormal even after I had her. I was worried um, about it being something and thought to myself that I just wanted this time to be different and I blamed it on my experiences with hope, and they probably played a part, but the Lord convicted me and told me that I was not trusting in him and that I took the reins back. I had given him my children, and I was taking the reins back from him. And what I was doing was opening the door. The enemy was planting doubt. He was planting fear and unbelief. So this message is for me. It was for me, and, and God, God asked me, and ask us tonight to quickly trust him. When we're faced with a trial, we can't be knocked off balance for so long that we give ear to the enemy and allow him to plant seeds of doubt and fear. So his word says to trust the Lord, to quickly seek refuge in him, and he will keep us, he will guard us, he will bring peace. Um, keeping our minds stayed, leaning on the Lord through effectual and fervent prayer. That is our part in the scripture. And God always delivers on his promises, so he will bring peace. Um, let's turn to Proverbs 3 and 5. Um, and for the sake of time, I'm going to go ahead and read it. Um, trust, it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Trust is, again, high for refuge and put confidence in. In the Lord with all your heart, your, which means inner man, the mind, and lean or rely not on your own understanding or knowledge. Again, God is telling us to trust, put our confidence in him quickly, that we should not rely on our own knowledge of the situations that we face. We can only see what's in front of us, and God's vantage point is infinite. He sees the end from the beginning, he knows every storm and every trial that he's going to send us into, like as Pastor R. Jackson ministered. He knows what is going, what it's going to work in us. And if we lean on our own understanding, we are not trusting the Lord. We are putting our, we are not putting our confidence in him and we're cracking the door to fear. And there can't be a breach. Um, let's go back to Isaiah 26 and 3 says, you will keep him in perfect peace. You will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. So who is the him? So we're going to go back to verse 2. Um, Open the gates that the righteous nation, which keeps the truth, may enter in. Nation is um, breaks down to a foreign nation. And a Gentile is a foreign nation, is, is someone of a foreign nation to the land of Judah, who is, is this, uh, passage is talking about Judah, um, from verse one. And we are all Gentiles, unless, unless you're Jewish, we're all Gentiles. So if we are Gentiles and we keep the truth, this scripture says, open the gates for them. So what does it mean by keep the truth? Keep means to hedge about, to guard, it means watchman. Truth means established. So we must guard what is established, hedge about the truth, and be a watchman for the truth. Um, I want to explain a little bit about hedge here. So I have little baby hedges. 
in my <laughs> in front of my house and uh they don't do a whole lot except don't even look really nice so i can't even say they look good <laughs> um <laughs> uh but i did some you know when you look at hedges and you look at pictures they can get very tall and they can act as fences um so when it says to hedge about the truth if you can keep that in mind we're going to go to um or we're actually not going to go to Job 1 and 10. You don't have to turn there, but I want to just point out that um, when Satan approaches God um, in regards to Job, he tells him that God has a hedge about Job and around all that he has on every side. Um, this hedge means a fence or a shut-in for protection. Um, without God's permission, Satan could not penetrate the hedge that about Job. So a hedge is protection, right, from the enemy. We must protect the truth that God has established. And you don't fence in things that you don't, that are not valuable to you. And you don't fence in things that you don't want. You want, you want to protect them from people who would try to steal it. Um, the truth is invaluable. There is no price to put on it, and we cannot allow the enemy to take the truth from us. So um, let's turn to Proverbs 23 and 23. This is a, um, I love this scripture. Proverbs 23 and 23. Buy the truth and do not sell it. And I'm going to stop there. Um, buy means procure um, the truth and do not sell it. Sell means surrender. Do not surrender the truth. We have to love this truth and never surrender it. I can't imagine ever surrendering this truth. And I pray to God that I never allow even the smallest breach to take me off the course God has set for me. And we have to love the Lord to love the truth. So John, we don't have to turn there, but John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So Jesus is the truth. If the Bible calls itself the word of truth, and we know the word is God, and if you remember those if-then statements from school, um, then God's name is Jesus. So we have to live this life for him because we love him more than anything, and Never surrender the truth to the enemy in our lives. Um, so we're going to go back to Isaiah 26, verse 4. Um, says, trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, which the King James says Jehovah, um, the Lord is everlasting strength. Trust is the same trust that we've been talking about. Trust to go quickly for refuge, to put confidence in. Quickly, um, trust in the Lord forever. Forever is eternity, perpetually, without end. So we are putting our confidence in the Lord forever. We are quickly seeking him perpetually, without end. Trust in the Lord forever, for in Yah, the Lord, is everlasting strength. Strength here doesn't just mean strong. strong um, it also means um, a cliff or a rock, but it figuratively means refuge. Um, so, and then everlasting. So we, so the Lord is everlasting strength, everlasting refuge. Everlasting means what we expect it to mean. Always eternity of old 
and perpetual. But um, something really stood out to me here that um, the Strong's Concordance also says um, that it properly means concealed. So, and it also means vanishing point. Generally, time out of mind, past or future. So everlasting, I didn't understand um, how everlasting could mean concealed or a vanishing point or time out of mind. Um, so I had to ask the Lord to help me understand this. Um, and I, I read the definition several times, um, but time out of mind means something so long ago or so far away that we can have no knowledge of it. So his strength, his refuge, his safety that we must seek quickly is everlasting, meaning it has always been and will always will be, but in a way that is so far from our understanding that it's concealed. We can't see so far behind us or so far in front of us that we can see eternity. At some point, our understanding has a vanishing point. At some point, we can't see it anymore. And we can't wrap our minds around the eternity of God. He is so good, and for him to speak to us the way he does, to reach down and touch us the way he does, to speak to us individually the way he does, and to come to this earth and take on flesh and die just for us to have the opportunity to live in that eternity with him that we can't even see yet, that we look forward to, but at some point our vision, it's concealed. We can't see it. We can't miss it. We can't miss it. So my last scripture is Deuteronomy 32 and 4. Deuteronomy 32 and 4 says, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are justice, a God of truth and without injustice. Righteous and upright is he. So our city, our church is strong and mighty in the Lord. There is salvation and deliverance in God's defenses. Every one of us must put a hedge about the truth in our life. Love it. Love the Lord and be a watchman for it. We must protect our relationship with God through prayer as our bishop has taught and submission. God, God brings peace if we lean on him in prayer and keep our eyes and thoughts on him. If we trust in him and his ways, he brings peace. Strength, refuge, safety is in him, and it's in him everlasting. He does not fail. He never lost a battle. He never lost a battle, and I stand here in the face of the enemy and tell him he, he did not win. He tried. He tried to win. And I am thankful for the Lord because he brought me up out of the darkness into the light and he never loses a battle. So if, can we give some glory to the Lord as Brother Taylor comes?